Welcome to the Drive Your Dream Home podcast. We're Aaron and Doug Ramsey, and we're your hosts, city people who moved to the country with our family to start a lavender farm. This podcast is about our farm experiences, our travels, cool people doing cool things, and all the tools to help you get in the driver's seat of your life so you can drive your dream home too. Now, let's get behind the wheel and drive our dreams home together. All right, well, here we are, episode nine of Drive Your Dream Home. Yeah, there's been quite a few. Yeah, I'm proud of us. We're keeping the roll going. Yeah, we're trying. Yeah, we skipped one week, I think, the week before last. I think we were tra- I was traveling or something. Yeah. So I guess we'll just catch up on what we've been doing this last week. I went to, I did a solo trip to Oklahoma. So I stayed in Tulsa and then had a speech in a tiny town, like, 30 or 40 minutes outside of Tulsa. But one thing I was thinking about, one, I don't mind a solo trip. Like I missed you and I missed having Jack and Molly with me, but I could just listen to books, which I enjoy. I feel like I'm doing my homework and studying and, you know. Right. It's, a, it's a long road though. Very long, yeah. And, um, but what I've been so grateful for on all these road trips, but especially when I'm alone, is that I haven't, I shouldn't jinx myself. I'm knocking on wood is that I haven't hit any really bad storms at all, which is surprising for summertime going through the Midwest. Or traffic, for that matter. Yeah, I did see a few bad accidents, though. And that's enough to, you know, shake you out of your boots a little bit. Yeah, just kind of stay aware. Yeah, I didn't actually see the accidents happen, but one was the morning when I was driving to Tulsa to where my speech was. And it was a two-lane highway. And, you know, we were lined up. I was late for my speech. I was texting the host saying, I'm stuck. And all all the people there already knew. It's a small town, you know. And I was just, you know, kind of praying and thinking of whatever's happening up there. I hope everybody's okay. But when you see the aftermath, not of the accident, but of the vehicles, it was difficult. I was shook. Yeah. And you just go straight to gratitude, straight to compassion for the families. Yeah, that was life-changing for somebody. Oh, in an instant, yeah. in an instance. That's why no texting and driving, keep your eye on the road. Like, you know, you think you're on these country roads. That's one of my pet peeves where we live, is where people go over the middle line all the time. Well, that's how they drive. That's just their way they do it. Yeah, it just, it scares me. I've had some close calls with the kids in the car, grandkids in the car. But, okay, so enough negativity, but it did bring me back to, like, total gratitude. And I loved being with that group in Oklahoma. Um, Another thing that happened in Oklahoma that I want to hear about your week was I do speeches, and this particular speech were for people who work for Head Start, which is you know, a low-income early childhood education program that started like 50 years, or I don't know how many years ago, like decades. And I'm always just so grateful and just in awe, really, of how receptive people are. Sometimes I feel like I'm just up there speaking optimism and I don't know what everybody's going through and I don't want to be condescending or, you know, it's kind of a weird feeling sometimes. What do you mean, condescending? Well, I don't know. You never know what people are going through. And so when I'm up there giving tools and strategies for like positive things and funny stories and moving stories, I just, 
sometimes I start to think, well, you know, are they, do they really want to hear it? Because they're probably going through something really difficult or not, not that I'm not doing a good job, but I don't want to be overlooking what people's current situation is, you know? Well, you can't, that's what you're there for is to help them get out of that situation or out of that mindset. Yeah. You can't look at their particular, everybody has terrible things or bad things that happen. Right. But I go to many of your speeches and and 99% of the people there relate to what you're saying in some way. Yeah, everybody. They're paying attention. Yeah, they take it from where they're at. And it always surprises me because what happened in Oklahoma, one of the ladies, I did a book signing after, and one of the ladies came up to me and she said that she was having her third heart surgery the next day and that she felt inspired and ready to do it. And I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, people are going through so much. It made me feel good and I'm grateful, but at the same time, just you don't know what people are going through, I guess. And we all just need to stay aware of that. Right. Everybody has their own story. Yeah. So how was your week? You did some fun things. I just went and played pool with my buddies. Uh, I made a, a extension for my pool, my buddy's pool queue. Uh, I'm going to start getting back more into making t- uh, pool sticks again. I, I kind of dr- drifted away from it for a little while. I just felt... Uh, not uninspired that's the wrong word I just the creative juices weren't flowing I just couldn't picture how I wanted the stick to be and I I think I got one figured out now I'm going to start building yeah you know that's the thing about life everything's ebbs and flows that's like one of the things I talk about a lot is that if you're not in a creative space don't force it because the next day you might be I mean be disciplined but the next day something that would take you six hours one day could take you five minutes the next when you're in the flow Right. For me, for the sticks, it's not a time thing. It's, it's, I, I had no ideas. Yeah, you and, stay open. And I saw one online that said that I thought I could do something like that. That looks really, really cool, so I'm going to try that. You get a little inspiration. Yeah, I snapped a fake picture of it. Cool. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. You made that extension for one of your friends. Yeah. That was beautiful. I can't believe how good it matches the actual stick. Well, it's the same wood. Yeah, but, you know, it seems like it would be such a different day. That I don't know. I was just surprised <laughs> when you brought it in and it, it was, was all bad. It was curly maple. Yeah. yeah. And then we wrapped up our lavender season. Last weekend of the store, last weekend was open. Yeah, the kids have really been out busting their hobs, getting it, getting it cut. Yeah, I tell you what, I was out, I'm not doing near what they're doing, but I was out there yesterday and today. I'm just trying, my job really is just to try to prune back the dead from the late frost and try to get the plants looking decent again because so much, there were so many dead branches from when it froze in the winter, in the spring, right as they were starting to come awake, we had a late freeze. But I tell you what, I'm just sweating out there. Oh my gosh. It was hot today. And yesterday. I mean, I like... I did a TikTok video yesterday that the hack is to wear your bathing suit with shorts so that as soon as you're done, you just jump in the pool. Right. Because it's so hard. It's so hard. But we're excited. We have some new plans coming up. We're pruning back and hanging. We only have about two more rows. Lavender is actually super labor intensive. It really is. How many many you got growing right there? Oh, he's looking at our propagation 
uh, um, I haven't counted. So my job's to propagate and to kind of get the, the things back in row. And I'm experimenting with water. I'm experimenting with soil and different cuttings. And I figured if we're cutting them all back, um, some of them have a lot of nice new growth. So I've been using those strong plants to propagate. But didn't you start them all last year in water? Yeah, I did. Mm -hmm. So I'm just experimenting again. Right. So that's been great. Our sunflowers came up. The bees are crazy. Jack got stung again, our son. And Jack has got stung so many times that he's starting to get an allergy now. Where's that EpiPen? It's up in the cabinet. Yeah. But he came in and got a Benadryl. And, you know, the thing about it is, I was saying in the TikTok yesterday, like, the bees don't attack. The, the, where you get a risk of getting stung is there's so many in each bush, in each plant, that it's almost impossible not to grab one. But then I realized Jack got stung on the back of his leg and Molly got stung on her knee. And then I thought, are well, they attacking? No, they probably knelt on him and Jack no. sat on Yeah, exactly. Right. He, Molly knelt on it, exactly. Right, and, and then, Jack squatted down and it was in between his yeah. legs, yeah. So I was glad that the bees weren't attacking because then I get nervous. No, you just have to be careful. Yeah. That's why I always try to stay on my feet. Yeah, and then I noticed Ryan was out there, our oldest son, and he kind of like waves them away, but I think that makes them angry. I just try to cut with them there. It does when you get down to a few plants, but when you wave them away, then they'll go to another plant. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, but remember last year when we got down like the last few plants, they were full attacking. They didn't attack. They were just panicked because their food source was going on. I know, but it's scary. <laughs> right. It's totally scary. Well, so it's been a good week. A lot's happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. This weekend, we just have to open the barn for a baby shower, and then really, we get a weekend off. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be nice. Yeah, you can work in your shop. I'm mm. going to float. I'm going to get it cleaned up. Yeah, I can help you. So uh, that was good. And then, I, and then what I really want to talk about today is that 2013 is half over. Yeah, that's crazy. It goes so fast. You keep counting? What are you counting? It's 180 days to Christmas. Yeah, six months. Right. Oh. So what I do is every quarter, I do like a whole goal setting thing with myself. And I call it a retreat for one where I take a day or an overnight. Now that I've been traveling so much, I'll probably just take a day because I don't really want to be away another night. And I go alone and I go somewhere new and it changes scenery and set goals for each area of my life for the quarter. And then I look back at the last quarter and then cross check it with my vision for the year. And then I also cross check it with the letter that I wrote myself dated December 31st of 2013. That was a fun activity. I would highly recommend people do that. I'll bring it back around when the new year comes. Um, and so if, you, if you're interested in the, re I call it a retreat for one, because where it came from was I started thinking how everybody's reporting out to their bosses or to other people about like their SMART goals and stuff. And that's all fine. I mean, we, you know, if, if that's the way your organization or your company runs, but I started thinking, you know, why aren't people like reporting to themselves? Because we should be the boss of ourselves. Like we should be having a meeting between ourselves and ourselves, right? I, don't, I know that doesn't make sense, but so I just decided to make myself accountable to me. 
And that's what I do every quarter. So I'm excited about it, getting ready to do it now. I try to do it the first month of the of the quarter so I have time. Um, and there's a free guide on my website if anybody wants it, erinramsey.com. And the way that I set the goals is by areas of my life. So like mind, body, spirit, how do, what do I want to do there? Experiences, you know, what are some new things? That's where we bring in like what we talked about before, like the art and the live performances and right. those kind of things. And then environment, <clears throat> like, you know, anything I want to do with the house or what I want to declutter or, you know, anything, rearrange my office or do the deck or something. And then I do my work, my business, you know, my projections and goals for that. But this year, and then our relationships, any relationships I have or people I want to reach out to or anything like that. And then this last week, I added a new one. I used to call it contributions, like what kind of contributions I want to make. But it was kind of meshing in with my business. And then I started thinking that I want to set goals for generosity and that actually came out of a conversation with Luke when we were talking. I was driving home from Oklahoma. Luke's our third, our second son who lives in Seattle. And we were talking about like when our dreams get really big. And he was saying how, you know, what he would do. Like, you know, he, he knows people he would just really want to help. And I'm like, well, we just start small. You start with what you have now. Generosity is lots of things. It's not just money. Right. Just even a kind word to somebody is generous. Exactly. You could you you could make somebody's day just by being nice. Yeah, right. right. That's one of the things that every month I make a challenge grid for myself, and that's one of them on this month is only kind words. So if I don't say anything unkind for the whole day, I get a check mark. <laughs> You're funny, like your little gold star chart. Uh, well, it's just internal. It's <laughs> yeah. internal. It's a tracking mechanism, but it keeps me on track. But so this this quarter, I'm setting goals for generosity. And when you think about generosity, like Doug says, it's a kind word. It could be financial resources, but it can also be your time, your energy, you know, anything that you can give freely and abundantly and enthusiastically. It's not like a have to. It's like you, it's keeping keeping top of mind, like a, a spirit of generosity in the way that we live. Right. If you have to do it, that's not generosity. That's something you have to do. Yeah, no, it's, but it's keeping it a priority. Right. It's something that you want to do. Yeah. I don't track that. Right. right? And you can apply it to everything because it helps me keep perspective and a priority. Right. Yeah. And, and it can push the envelope. So I posted on social media and several people commented saying thanks for the nudge that there's volunteer things that they wanted to be doing that they put on the back burner. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Any ideas about generosity for you? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can think about it. I'm just living. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It could be it could be little things like tonight the kid our grandkids were over swimming and they were helping prune. And then one of them wanted to stay for dinner and I kinda had my, you know, sauna thing I wanted to do and on my reading and I thought, no, I want to be generous to spirit. They were leaving for a vacation in the morning. And it's, it's, it's just defining what we would have already done, but from a generous spirit of time and space and effort and energy just helps you keep on track. Right. So, and plus other generous things that, that we're, that I'm trying to do, but 
that I want to do. Yeah. All right. So it's half over. Get your goals going. Download your retreat for one guide. And um, I'm excited for the second half of 2023. Are you? Yeah, I think it'd be good. Yeah. Do you have any goals you're thinking about? Just to get this first cue made to try to jump start myself. Yeah, it's a snowball effect because when you're yeah. on a roll, you just get in there and start cranking them out. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to get healthier. That's like my well, main so thing. I'm doing that too. We're doing kind of doing that together. We just didn't talk about it during this. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we have more success under our belt. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to slump into to not being healthy, eating wrong, and you know. Yeah. I'm excited. I feel great. I feel really good. Yeah. Yeah. So generosity, quarterly planning. Don't burn up the second half of 2023. Make it the best yet. All right. We'll talk next week. Bye. Well, time certainly is flying. I misspoke about 2013. It was really 2023. And one of the best things I did this year was write myself a letter on January 1st. 2023 dated December 31st 2023 so kind of like saying what had happened and so I cross-checked that with my vision but I'll talk about that more when towards the end of the year but I just wanted to make that correction go ahead and go down download the free quarterly tra- quarterly planning guide it's called a retreat for one you'll see a button on the top of my website aaronramsey.com Shout out to our son, Luke, Anomalous Base, for our jingle. And as usual, you can visit our farm, Big Roots Farm, on Instagram and Facebook. And we have an online store you can order things from, a super nice product line and bundles. And then I'm Aaron Ramsey Joy and Aaron uh, on Facebook and Instagram and Aaron Ramsey underscore on TikTok. Have a great week.